0: I am unashamed. What about you? So our uh, we mentioned on the last podcast, we had a, a guest here today who's going to uh, be baptized a little bit later. So a gentleman that I met up in uh, one of my appearances up in uh, New Jersey, which um, I loved. My time there the church was great, the place I spoke at. And uh, Jace, which you had stepped out in between recording our podcast here, and so he said, he brought us a gift, and um, because you know we've had an influence on him, podcast and whatnot, and so he said, "Y'all are always uh, feeding us with the with the loaves and the fishes," and so he gave us some fish and crackers oh. as a as a. Uh, <laughs> As a that's symbol, the, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Exactly. Gift. I told. Her, I said I'm not a sardine man, but Jason Dad like them, and that's the best brand, right, Dad? No, but, I don't like them. Oh, you don't like them either? I love. Oh. I love. Them. Oh. oh, okay. I was going to say <laughs> I don't like them. I, or love. Them. They are delicious.
1: <laughs> oh, they are. But I will. I will give you a caution because some people that are listening to this have probably never tried a sardine. Like my wife, she she would never try this. I tried she, it. When I popped the lid to it, yeah, it, she it caused a gag <laughs> reflex, which was funny to me because you're basically eating the whole fish yep. except the head. I mean, think of a shiner that you would put on a hook to catch a crappie, mm-hmm. you're eating that, right? But I don't know, it's great to me, but you it does linger, you will belt
0: this up <laughs> for three or four you're, hours. You're making it sound so appealing. Well, would you agree <laughs> with that, Phil? Everybody
2: says the, the medical community—they're very good for you. Yeah, well, fish in general are. Yeah, sardines are really a good, good food. So,
1: Phil and I—we don't have a promotional deal with it, although I am open. But I do believe this particular brand—you like the King Oscar—is is the best, no doubt about I, it. I've tried them. I just—they—they've got it figured out. I love them. I yeah. love the King Oscar. So,
0: do you know where this came from? Do you know where these fish were caught and packed?
1: I try not to, in something that I really like and enjoy, I try not to you read. You want me to tell
0: you? I, I try not to read. It was uh, they, It was distributed in the U.S. in El Segundo, California, which I've been there. But it was actually packed, caught and packed in Poland. The country of Poland. Poland. Okay. I knew it was somewhere probably in Eastern Europe or Scandinavia. I would have guessed Finland is where I would
1: have guessed. Well, I do yeah. like that they're wild caught, yep. wood smoked, yep. and they're hand-packed.
0: Yep. So that means people went to it. So, so thank you, Dean, for our so gift. I, I love the symbolism of it too. With my Norwegian fish. So today, ketchup. when you're going to wait on your pickups and production, you'll have your little snack if you so.
2: Much. I like to put a you little stack those up in your fort you had to make because of the world, the, the collapse of the uh, American <laughs> Empire, the apocalypse, and and we're going to bring a lot of things out of the wild. But probably before you see it collapsing, when it is collapsing, buy out everything you can get. To buy all the <laughs> sardines you can store up there. Well, I guarantee you, that brand's going first. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. You mix that with deer Maybe meat, Maybe we'll squirrel, get a spot. Maybe that was sponsors, We catch man. our own fish, Hish. plenty of fish, but... But the way they actually put those together and smoke them and all that,
0: you know, in the olive oil. You know, it's funny. You think about <laughs> I may have to revisit because you know, tastes change. I, there's a lot of things I like now that I didn't like for most of my life. So yep. maybe I need to well, revisit. Now I will, I will give you some advice because <laughs> I do like fishy fish. So I like salmon and this is, oh, you They, you're they, they don't love taste these. fishy. They, this is a, I don't know. It
1: doesn't taste fishy to me. Mm. I mean, do you I eat anything I, on it? Do you put ma- mustard well, I was or
0: going going there? I use
1: two things. I I use Either Louisiana hot sauce, okay, or mustard. Yep. I think I prefer the mustard. I thought I'd yep. seen you
0: eat mustard on either them. one, will do. Which is kind of ironic because we put mustard sometimes on our fish when we fry them. Well, that's where I got the idea. Oh, really? So that's why? Because you had already eat it, eaten it on the uh, sardine first. I mean, or? the only
1: thing I don't know is that the croquette no, right. first. Okay. Because I was a little skeptical about it when I I saw Phil eating them. I mean, this is I'm going back to my teenage years. Yeah, we were. And no. I looked and I thought. I think I'd have gutted them first before I stuck them in here. (laughs) That's what my first thought was. Yeah. But they... Not needed. They smoke it. And it just, there's... It's it's kind of like, to me, coffee, if you wanted an equivalent. Mm -hmm. Because when I first tasted coffee, I thought, well, this is terrible. (laughs) But I I tried it again. Maybe I like the effects of it or... But now... I drink, I have to drink a cup of yeah, coffee you love day. Coffee. I, I love coffee, but I love sardines, especially in the duck line, because they you can put them in your pocket. Yep. Have a little mustard, and they keep. Yeah. Do you eat anything on yours, or
2: you just eat them straight a up? little Hot sauce. Sometimes that's it.
1: Yeah, Phil likes the hot sauce. So look, when I was I was just in Tennessee with my family. We were we kind of had a Mother's Day neighborhood celebration. I told you about yep, the crawfish. Yeah. It was shrimp. Great. So I opened the pantry because my son lives there. I was like, let me see what you've been eating. And I looked, and there was as many cans of sardines as I've ever seen. I was like, I cannot believe my son has gotten into the sardines. And so he came in. I was like, look, I love your diet. And he said, what do you mean? I said, all these sardines. He said, no, that's bait. (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Now they weren't King Oscars,
2: but oh,
0: that's why they're putting bait. in the animal. Yeah, well, be, be patient
2: with that one because you you have the bait, you have what you want to catch. You already had the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I said
1: this is not the bait. This is this this is it. <laughs> this is you you. Fruit. I said I'm not sure about the
0: brand. <laughs> this right? would this bait would catch you. That's that's the mm-hmm. funny thing about it. So you might we have it. something
1: killing our chickens, and he was using that for, for bait. Oh, that's like, that's embarrassing. <laughs>
0: So exactly. I went to, um, last week I was in uh, the great state of Ohio. There's a lot of really good people in Ohio. It's kind of like, you know, they neighbor Indiana, Jason. You know, when I get up in that part of the country, I mean, these people are just so great. The towns are kind of the old Americana small town I was in. And this was... Working in, people. Working yeah. people. Ashland, Ohio. Just salt of the earth. You know, I mean, just treated me so great. You know, so so we we had planned this prayer breakfast Last Thursday was the National Day of Prayer, which you realize, I think it was 1952, I heard him say, when the first declaration. So we've been having a National Day of Prayer for the last, however long that is, 70 years. And um, so people still recognize it. And again, towns like this, and we have a big one here in Monroe as well. We've all spoken at it at different times. So they invited me up to speak. But because of COVID, it kept, you know, first year they couldn't meet at all. And then last year... He told me they told him they, we were at a like a university, you know, place on the college campus there. And uh, he said they were only going to let him have like 25% of what normally the room will hold. So he, he didn't want to bring me up for that because they just had kind of a smaller one. So this year we were able to go almost full board. They had almost a 1,000 people there. But it was just such a neat thing because one is like every time they would pray, what I loved about it is I spoke. And there was a guy there that I met that that led that did some worship songs, and he was great, great guy. And then they prayed for more than those two put together because he was like, well, this is a prayer breakfast, or we're going to pray. So they had these different people, men and women. Some of them were leaders in their community. The mayor was there. and The mayor got up and spoke for me, and I, when I got up, I was like, I want this guy for my mayor. I mean, he just shucked the corn, the gospel of Jesus. He didn't, you know, most people are like, politician he was like no we're here to pray because we love jesus christ you know he was really bold and his wife is the director of the pregnancy center there but when these people were praying what i loved about it is they would have people stand up out of all this audience they'd pray for all the local officials and state officials and and every time they would do that police officers firemen all these people were there and i just thought Man, what a great town in America! Because they're praying for all these people, That's and they're the America should work it, all over. It should. I, I just thought about it. this is what's being lost yep. in the bigger culture war under attack. Yeah, and uh, these people were fantastic, and, and they t- they told me something, Dad, that that I know you'll love this, and they've been doing this for years in Ohio, and I had no idea because we don't do it around here. Is they have a some kind of mobile unit that goes to near uh, schools, and they have the option if you want to take one of your recesses during the day, the kids in the school, you can go out. And they got kind of like a little vacation Bible school, like a little Bible class. They can't do it on the, you know, the grounds, you know, but that thing, but they allow them to have that opportunity. And the and I talked to a few principals that were there, and the guys that do the curriculum, and it was like you wouldn't believe how many thousands of kids in Ohio. Just go for a little Bible every day, you know, in amongst their learning. And I, so, Jace, you know, you talked about getting God out, but they found a way to get him back in. And, you know, it's. And it's need more like We that. need a lot more like that. I was super encouraged. I just, I know there's some listeners up there. I met a lot of you and took, and took pictures with you, but I just appreciate the way you treated me. But, it was it, it does me a lot of good to go to other places where you can see the people of God or, you know, as Jay saw, the names we talked about last time. And it's real, you know, That's see there is news
2: amongst all the bad
0: we hear in these days. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Feel free to send us. There, there are a lot of names that were classified as followers, disciples, believers. We did the saints. I mean, we did a lot, but there, there, there are many more. I was just trying to, you know, to kind of do a segue here to our, to the podcast we're going to talk about today. I was trying to just bridge the gap that the number one thing we use in our modern culture was actually, I don't want to say the least positive thing, but it was something deemed by the world that's only mentioned three times when you say I'm a Christian. Yeah. And I mean, I've said that. I mean, I think it's okay to use it. It is. Peter used it.
0: It it is in the Bible. Yeah. But you're right. I had never thought about it that out of all the terms that were called in the New Testament, really, Christian is the most shallow. I mean, it it does say who we follow, so that's not shallow. But you you look up the history on where that name originated from. It was the
1: worldly take on what people who follow Jesus. Well, you know, we can do better. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I I think the scriptures lead us that way, and the more you look into each name, the deeper your relationship. You may, you realize how how deep this relationship is. This right. is a bond. Yeah, with Jesus. I mean, right. you belong to Him. It, it's way more than just a peripheral. I, I'm you know this is what I believe. Right. It's it's a person. It's a being. It's a relationship. Embodies your entire life and affects your
0: entire life. Yeah, so you're right. It means a lot more. So
1: when Paul said in chapter one, we're going to talk about this, the will of God, and I will clarify that I should have wore my shirt that says I could be wrong, <laughs> but we're going to get into different religious organizations' view of this this term, the will of God, because there's, there's a lot of uh, fingers to this river. Yeah. A lot of creeks people go down to. And we'll we'll try to address some cuz I
0: realize we have a diverse group that are listening and this is pretty deep stuff. Which by the way, <clears throat> you're right, Jace, because any time we have a discussion, a biblical discussion, which is what we're going to do today about anything to do with God himself and and what he does, you you do need to have that line, I could be wrong because He's he's so much bigger than we are. It's the same when you talk about chosen, elect. There's so many different things when you, from God's perspective to our perspective. So I just want to set that up. That look
1: right, exactly. It's
0: always it's always going to be more difficult for us to understand exactly what some some attribute of God is. And so. and having said that, one thing I'm confident that
1: I'm not wrong about is that God chose to reveal Himself to us in the form of a man named Jesus, correct, who represented heaven and earth because he was a man and because he's God. So it's where heaven and earth meet. Correct. Which think about that, just the weight of that statement. Heaven and earth met through a person. Yep. His name was Jesus, he was on the earth. We count time by him, yep. but we also, he his mom was a virgin. It, so that is the image of the invisible and God. And you talked which about is, that
0: in a recent podcast when you talked about the treasure of heaven, the treasure of earth. The contrast of that, Jesus is the unifier of that contrast,
2: which is really amazing. They don't treat him as real. And uh, I was going to go to Jason's point that when the wrap-up occurs to the Colossians that Paul wrote, and the saints and all that if you look
0: at it carefully hang on Dad. before you read that let's take a break so did you know Jace that two out of three guys experience hair loss before they're 35 years old did you know that didn't know that Al or uh, you can wear caps which some people do try to cover it up or you can go to our friends at Keeps Uh, early on they can help you keep your hair they can't do anything once you shave it off and lose it but they can help you keep it. They have a clinically proven FDA approved hair treatment that's available online. Um, They have physicians that can help you select the right products, develop a personalized hair saving routine that works for you. Uh, You can message your keeps doctor 24 seven, no waiting rooms, no pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost. So it's a a good uh, financial thing for you as well. So if you're balding jokes or wearing a little bit thin, join thousands of guys who have saved their hair by going to keeps.com slash door. You're going to get 50% off your first order. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash door.
2: Just remember this, because uh, the saints... Uh, This is an ongoing struggle at all times. He said, devote yourself to prayer. This is Colossians four, being watchful and thankful. Pray for us too. Now the way all this is worded is amazing that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. He's saying his, namely his death, peril and resurrection that he started with in chapter one. He said, for which I'm in chains. He said, look, you know, throw in a prayer for me because I'm down here. They got me in jail over this thing. (laughs) And he's saying it just as a matter of fact. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. He he never deviates not one centimeter from the task at hand. And here's an interesting way to view the world because we've discussed who we are. For the last two or three podcasts, or probably from the start of the podcast we started here.
1: Well, in the last minute of the bonus time behind the paywall, we did discuss some of the names of the opposite.
2: Yeah, that's right. Because we, you, you have to remember the way he puts it here is be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Now, now that that schism that's developed between the world and Jesus has been going on ever since Jesus showed up, Al. Mm -hmm. It's it's like
1: this. It's
2: a a great point because he labels... I mean, there are yeah. people who are not saints out there. Well, and, and, and he who says, are those be, people? Be, be wise in the way you act toward them. I
1: yeah. think it's a dangerous thing because a lot of people. But you
2: don't want to rip them because Jesus died for them. But look, right. Phil. You know, everybody uh, said, "Well, uh, they tried to cancel you. Why don't you try to wipe them? Why don't you retaliate?" I said, "But a lot of Jesus people. Died for yeah. A
1: lot of people in the churches view people that are not in their specific church, and I mean." In the walls that's of right. the camp that they set up as an outside, We, we
2: wall each other off right. instead of the Much
1: more. So what does that mean? I think that has to be you're either in Christ or you're out, outside of Christ. I think that's the barometer. If you add something else there, I think you're going down a dangerous road. Yep, That's right. How many, if you want to do a Google search, look up how many times the New Testament uses the phrase in Christ, yeah. If I mean, you, would if you're say, told, oh,
2: hundreds, if the hundreds. saints are told, uh, by the way, I'm down here. Pray for me that I may proclaim the mystery of Christ. He's he's setting a stage up where he says, "Look to the people that it's he's still a mystery to." Be wise in the way you you deal with them. He didn't say you know you know attack them. He just said be wise in the in the way you act toward toward them you see what i'm saying yep that's good advice i agree you know people like jay said build walls and it's us or to hell with you you just have to be careful on how you deal with outsiders because you want them to to know jesus and become a saint like you (laughs) correct
1: well now just just to make the point here and, and I didn't have this prepared, so I'm looking for the verses real quick. But
2: That's why I threw here, it in there, because I wanted you to chew on that a little bit. Well,
1: here, that's good. Mm, so here's, here's two verses. So let's take Colossians 1 and verse 19. Now, he's talking about Jesus is the image of the invisible God that's in 15, and he talks about how powerful he is. He is before all things. And in, in him, 17, mm-hmm. there's a phrase. In him. So you have outside of him and you have in him all things hold together. And then it says in verse 19, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Now, I'm looking for one that says we're in him. Uh, I'm sure we won't have to look hard to find one. I know there's a bunch, well, in, there's the, a bunch in Ephesians. There's a bunch of Ephesians, yeah. Uh, well, in whom... Is in verse thirteen. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us well here we go into the kingdom of the Son He loves, That's in incredible. whom we have redemption. So you're in you're in Him, you're in the kingdom. When he says in chapter four, the outsiders, I think it would be the opposite. But he also says, like in in Colossians one twenty seven. God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of the mystery which is Christ in you. So you have that also. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's in us. We're in him. But the the bigger point is it's about him and not you. Correct. If you're outside. By the way, of him, while you're
2: there, first John, you know that he appeared that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. No one who lives in well, him, him—that's
1: a, a, a good one. First John, on where are you at? First John, First uh, John, chapter three. Yeah, that's a good one. But there, there's hundreds. Yep. Uh, well, here's one. Here's one in Colossians two nine. For in Christ, yep. There's the phrase: all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. So in Christ is God the Father Himself and the Holy Spirit, and you have been given fullness. In Christ. So, look, verse 11, in him you had the old sinful self put off, not with a circumcision done by the hands of
0: men. So, you, you, you see the concept? And 13 gives you the opposite. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive. So, there's Which the
1: means you would be outside. You're outside if you're in your sin and in your and, and the benefits. Right. So, having said all that, you get into this. What is the will of God? Well, that's a good. That's that's a big question
0: because he mentions it twice. Jason, one one we talked about last podcast. Mm-hmm. He's a he's an apostle by the will of God. It, so so just think about what that means because that's a deep thought verse two. So, so the will of God
1: faith. was for Paul, the will of God. What God wanted to happen was that he would be set apart
0: in Christ Jesus. And remember it wasn't that's Paul correct. it wasn't Paul's will because he was on his way to Damascus to throw Christians in prison and kill them. That was right. the will of Saul. See what I'm saying? So when he says the will of God was for me to become apostle, initially it wasn't the will of Saul.
2: Plus, you could add at, at one point for sure, he was an outsider. He was.
0: But here's the thing about <laughs> Completely it.
2: Completely on
0: the outside. But he thought he was an insider.
2: That's well, correct. <laughs>
0: and based on what we
2: just
1: read in Colossians 1, we didn't read 25 and 26, but God had a commission that God gave Paul to present the word of God in its fullness and to reveal this mystery, which is Christ in you. So, when we read the verse that we're going to talk about today, which is if you read from 9 through 11, yeah, that's that's that you'll see this phrase. It says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. So that phrase is what we're going to dive into. What is the knowledge of God's will? So he's already and said... How, what do you, it, how do you get that? Yeah, that's how do you get that? Wants. How do you know that? Through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So the vehicle that you're going to understand what God's will for your life is, is going to take some spiritual wisdom and understanding also provided by God. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance, patience, patience, and joyfully given thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. So that's a that's a load. That, that's a very sophisticated... There's a lot of moving parts about how you understand the knowledge of His will. Now, he also said that knowledge of God, growing in the knowledge of God, so understanding God. So... Ultimately he's gonna say, Well, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. So, right. so to understand God, that that's why we keep going over this ad nauseum, which is why he said he revealed the mystery, which is Christ in you. Because Jesus Christ is relatable. Correct. Right. But even that, you still there's not one day that I don't read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, with how Jesus operated and I don't learn something. Right. And I've been in this for almost forty years.
0: and you're right. let's uh, take a break. And you're right. And if it's knowledge and will, then we're talking about the human mind. So what we're talking about the 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 Bible refers to it many times as the heart. But it's your mind. It's it's that place where you know things, where you're strong-willed. That's it's. This it's, is what it's, we're it's trying what to.
2: The, it's what uh, Carson was saying. Yeah, in the, where the frontal lobe of you. That's brain. right. Where you put things together. Yep.
1: So here's the argument. Not it's not an argument. That's a terrible thing. It here's the discussion, and what I said. You know, I could be wrong about. I've noticed in some religious groups. Now I'm talking about religious groups that deem Jesus as Lord the Trinity, God as Father, you know, the Holy Spirit. But in some of them, they seem to be pursuing God's will on a daily basis in all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, what do, you, what do you mean by that? So you can just tell by the way they present lessons. And I, and I wanted to give you an example of that, and, and I will. But the second part is some other groups— which is where I lean toward. To me, God's will for your life is the same as it was Paul in essence. Even though we're all different, we have different talents and gifts and circumstances in past lives. It's, everybody's different. So the will of God being shown in your life in Jesus, which is my second thought here, is the same yet it shows itself a little differently. So I'm saying we all unite in Jesus. He is in us, and we become like Jesus in this world. And everybody has that process happen. Right. That is the will of God. Correct. To become like Jesus in the world today by what you say, how you act. So – if you go back to the first one, well, how does that show itself in the details? I think that's a little tricky, and it can be a little dangerous. Now, I want to give you an example, because I here's why that happens. If you if you read the Old Testament, which somebody once said, you're not going to understand the New Testament or appreciate it fully, is what, what I would say, is if you don't understand the Old Testament, because it's why we need why humanity needed Jesus. If you read the Old Testament, you say, well, we need something because we can't keep the law. We can't be God's family because of our weakness and sinful. I mean, you got all these books. And so the theme of it becomes Jesus, God, in human form is coming, right? So let me give you an example. So if you read, this is a story. It's it's kind of an obscure story, but I think you'll like it and because I, I think it shows you both sides of that, that thought, which is how do you daily recognize God's will and, two, Understanding that your overall, the overall will of God is for us to conform to Jesus and him basically possess us. We belong to him. He's in us. We're in him Mm -hmm. as we function. So this is after the Red Sea was parted. I mean, we're talking a monumental moment here in Israel's history. You would think that's enough. We're going across. We come to a sea. We're trapped. It's a trap. We're fixed to be destroyed. Oh, wait. Oh, wait the actual sea has parted and we can walk. I mean, you're talking about a miracle. (laughs) Well, you would think that would end all unbelief. That would end all complaining because speaking to the daily... That ought to do it. That ought to do it. You pretty much understand now that God's, whatever his will is for my life, I'm going to seek that out because... This is awesome. It's kind he, of
2: like Gabriel told Mary when she when he told her she would give birth to a child. And she said, how can this be? And he ended up by saying, nothing's impossible for God. That's right. That's his will for us to understand that. Right. Nothing is impossible.
1: So I just want to say, so in Exodus 15, you have this. I'm just going to go to the tail end of the story in 19 when Pharaoh's. Horses, chariots, horsemen went into the sea. The Lord brought the waters of the sea back over them. So not only were they saved,
0: their enemies the, were their destroyed.
2: enemies were destroyed. And so, what happened? Didn't somebody find a lot of pieces of equipment lying around on the bottom out there when they checked that out? Yeah, I've
1: read that oh, yeah. be- before also. So, so Miriam, you know what you know what you do in this situation? They broke out a tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> in her hand, in verse 20. And all the women followed with tambourines and dancing, and Miriam sang this song. Sing to the Lord, for he is exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. So This is a monumental moment. All right. Well, then watch what happens next. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. For three days, they traveled in the desert without finding water. Now, they just went through a sea, and the Lord delivered them in one of the most spectacular moments in the history of mankind.
2: Where's the water bags now with some water?
1: Well, now all of a sudden, we can't find any water, and they came to Mara and they couldn't drink the water because it was bitter. That's why it was called Mara. So the people grumbled against Moses saying, well, what? So we got an issue here. <laughs> what are we supposed to drink here? I mean, now you just you you think well, surely they they would stop and say, well, wait a minute now, if he conquered us, but if you haven't had any water in a couple of days, you, you're 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 getting, you're getting you're getting angry, you're starting to question what I thought this meant that we were. We're good. He saved us. And so that, that's why I came here, because we struggle. I mean, we hear the gospel. This is great. We're going to heaven. And all of a sudden, we look around, and we're like, well, what, well, what are we going to drink? So we have a practical life issue that has come up, and we're trying to figure out what the will of God is in this, right? So it says, then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood, now, this is getting crazy. He showed him a piece of wood.
0: He you know threw- what the wood was from, don't you? Go for it. A splendor tree. A splendor tree? <laughs> I just made that. Up. <laughs> oh, because
1: it was <laughs> <It's> bitter. <breathing. laughs> so he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet.
0: There goes splendor tree. Oh.
1: Now, see, you know, if you're an unbeliever and you are reading this, you're like... What? This just seems a little <laughs> bit out there. Now, I get the story. You don't think it wasn't out there that we parted a sea? That, that we, was already out there. We, we, we've we gone out there. <laughs> now we got something else here. So then Moses, okay, cried out. Uh, he showed in the piece of wood. He threw it in the water. Everybody's happy now, right? There the Lord made a decree and a law for them, and there he tested them. He said, and now, which is gives you the reasoning on why they went three days. He actually named four things here. If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what's right, if you pay attention to his commands and you keep all of his degrees, which kind of goes in with, with Colossians, with all spiritual wisdom and understanding as, you, as you're as you trying to figure out the knowledge of God, he says, I will not bring on on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So at his heart, he's he's wanting to be a healer. He's wanting to be a protector. He's wanting to be a savior. All this stuff is good, and tests come up. Now, having said all that. Hang on, let's take a break. Having said all that, I, I tend to go on the side of when I read that story, you know what the first thing that pops into my head is I think, well, that wood represented what he was going to do later, ultimately, with hanging his son on a piece of wood in the shape of a cross. Yeah. And it was going to bring sweetness to Because you go into all the verses about I'm the living water and you have to have water. <clears throat> Where there's no water, there's no life. Or there's no Jesus, what? There's no life. Right. There it, it ends in death. And so I tend to look at it like that. As far as the will of God, well, he was giving them just a little glimpse of something that he was gonna fully uh show in in the cross
0: of hanging his son. Because let's face it, they couldn't really keep the four things he gave them, they couldn't keep anyway. Now I said that to say this, to go back to my thing about these
1: two points that people in the religious world pursue. But there's a lot of people that are still looking for a piece of wood. They're they're coming up to a creek saying, well, this water is bitter and they're looking around for a sign on what this means. And they're like, "If you know, the Lord told me because y'all have heard that. People say, well, I was in a situation and I didn't know what to do. Well, the Lord told me Throw that piece of wood and the water. People are still trying to do these things today, which gets tricky. Because what if the Lord didn't tell you that? Mm-hmm. I mean, has he ever audibly said something to you? I mean, some people would say he had. Yep. So I, I I use this as an analogy to say this, and I think this, this helps me. And I don't want to say that he doesn't work today in practical ways because I believe he does. But I do believe the overriding factor is what I'm fixed to read to you, that Jesus has to be the center. He has given you his will in Jesus, which is Christ in you. That's what you spiritually try to discern by reading the Gospels over and over and over and over again. Whether you come up with, remember the other day I came in here and I said, well, you know what I realized? I was reading John and I said, Jesus never got in a hurry. Remember I said there was a couple of days ago. Yeah. It wasn't on, on the podcast, but I just said that, and we kind of chuckled because I had just read, and I thought, I learned something new today. He just never seemed to be in a hurry. I mean, and he was the most powerful person to ever be on the Take earth. Took his time. So I want to read this Hebrews 1 where it says, In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. Well, I just read one where he spoke and said, Hey, see a piece of wood over Throw it, in the, throw it in the water. But there's many more. I mean, there's visions and dreams and audibly things happening. Remember the burning bush? I mean, he's speaking through a bush in the desert. It Ax, wasn't,
0: axe head that floated.
1: Axe head that floated. We had a donkey say something. Mm-hmm. So when you say, in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways, well, just don't read over that quickly. There was a lot of ways. That was happening. But he says this, But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. And like Colossians 1.15, he says this, The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being sustaining all things by his powerful word. Of course, sounds then he says a lot like Colossians. after he provided purifications for sins. What is that? There's a piece of wood going into some bitter water. You, you see what I'm getting mm-hmm. at yep. now? That may not have been the exact thought back then, but I'm trying to, to share with our listeners that the number one thing you need to do when you're talking about what is the will of God is it has to filter through Jesus. Whatever the will of God, he accomplished it through Jesus. Jesus comes in us and we're in him. That is the ultimate will of God. So you say, well, here I am now as an ambassador, as a saint, with work to do, with God's commission. What is his commission for my life? To get Jesus out there. So then you get into the practical things, which is, well, how am I going to do that? And that's where people struggle. Phil seemed to be easier than most because he got down here on the river bank, started building duck calls. People started gathering up, listening to you talk about duck calls, and you thought, oh, I guess this is my platform to share Jesus. Yeah. So I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. So th- that that's kind of the argument slash discussion
0: about the will of God. <coughs> what you no, I like it. And uh, I, in fact, it's, it's ironic because I mentioned earlier about, you know, the con this concept of the elect, we get asked a lot about that a lot too, but I make the same argument for that or discussion. It's better than argument. The same discussion about that is that as long as you put in Jesus there, mm-hmm. we can have all the predestination and chosen. You want to have, as long as it's in Christ, that's always the forerunner, you know, cause what happens is if you don't put Jesus there, then it becomes about what I do or I did to then get myself elected. So in Jesus is the key, I think, to the whole thing. Well, I mean, look, let me give you an example, because maybe I don't want to be
1: confusing. So I had a discussion within this calendar year with a pastor, and I was at his place. It was not a local place. We were doing something else. We're out there, and he he said, well, here's what God told me, because I was at his place on his land. And so he goes through this long thing about what God told him. And you know, I, I can't help myself. I didn't mean anything by it, but I mean, he went on a 10 minute speech, passionate, emotional about what God had told him to do. And so when he got finished, I said, well, what's that got to do with Jesus? And I probably shouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> I didn't mean like- We're trying to
0: be constant. Yeah, yeah. I, I really
1: wasn't. I just thought, when are we getting to Jesus in this venture? And he was just looking dumbfounded at me like, well, that's what God told me. But I was thinking, if it ultimately doesn't have anything to do with Jesus and, and get him in the world or showing him, I'm really not interested. But I didn't say it that way. Yeah. And, and it just kind of it was a kind of a conversation killer. <laughs> but you pooped that part I, I really hadn't studied this like I did for today at that moment. I was just honestly thinking, where's the, what, where, where, what is the point of all that? Without going into all the details of it, and look, there was nothing wrong with the venture. There was nothing wrong with you know raising money and doing things, and it sounded fine. But I just thought, what's it got to do with Jesus?
0: I think that's, I think that should be the question for anything. Let's take our last break. And, Jace, to your point, when you were talking about that, it took me back over to Matthew 6. And look at this prayer. Remember, he said, This is how you should pray to the disciples. My Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. In other words, your name is above all. Your kingdom come, which it was doing with Jesus being here, right? Well, he mentions that in Colossians 1 13, And then he says, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What did he mean by that? I mean, Jesus was on earth. Exactly. He had come from heaven. I actually have that one written <laughs> down. There you go. Great minds. And then he then he gives you just the practical. Give us this day our daily bread. Okay. Got to eat. Forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our debtors. In other words, have a heart of forgiveness and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Help us to be able to fight. I mean, that's a pretty simple in Jesus' approach to how you go about your life every day. Well, right.
1: But your platform becomes just like our buddy Larry Bowles uh, that has the ministry in Greece. Well, that whole plan started off with, well, we got a refugee crisis here. So from the love of God and love of hum- human beings, now, whether you can say God told him or he just thought of it. Yep. It works either one for me. Give you, he gave him an impression. I do believe that. You have right. the Holy Spirit of God. Right. He said, you know what? I'm going to help these people. Now, I think because he had the heart of Jesus in him, and he saw these people, and they looked like sheep that didn't have a shepherd. So what did he do? Well, he helped them physically. So you're like, well, where's the Jesus part? Well, let me tell you, when you help somebody physically, especially people who are jumping into an, a sea and risking their life, to get out of the radical country they're in, and they are mm-hmm. leaving everything behind. They they think, well, God, there must be a God because I should be dead. And here's a guy from America who's saying, "Look, here's you a blanket, here's you a bed, here's you some food, and I don't want anything from you. I just want to help you." Well, they that softens their heart, right? Well, then what does he do? In the in the next few days, they start having spiritual conversations. He introduces them to Jesus on why he's helping them, and guess what? Lo and behold, they said, "Well, can we come too?" He's like, "Sure." <laughs> and now, after doing this for years, those same people who started off, he was just helping them with yeah. their physical needs. At an uh, in in an impression an impression that he had, because he's getting nothing. Cause I know him well. We've got to be good friends. Oh, yeah. There's nothing that Greece is offering him. He's not there for the scenery. Yeah. For the fishing. For the there's. He is literally a fish out of water over there. Yep. But he's doing something that he feels like God led him to do. But he's sharing Jesus, and now those same people are going back to the countries yeah, they he's, came from, <coughs> he's just, and they're sharing Jesus. Well, you say, what is that? He's
0: He is exercising the will of God for his life in Jesus. And it's putting Jesus now in places where it is state law to reject Jesus and any other thing except for the state religion. Yep. So, I mean, it's it's fascinating. Well, it's such a great idea
1: because, look, these people, since they survived the trek there, they're not scared. Right. If they're killed— Back in their foreign country, because they're like, "Well, I'm on bonus time,
0: and now I'm going been, to heaven." <laughs> There's they're thinking I should have been killed on my way here. Exactly. Plus, they were having all these amazing, you know, visions of something bigger than themselves en route to get there. Yeah, Jace, I've read this before, but this fits into your to your theory perfectly in Romans eight twenty six. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. In other words, the divine in us because of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints, there's your word, in accordance with God's will. That's the way the process works. Once Jesus is in us by His Holy Spirit, we then can communicate in a way where we do understand the will of God and know what that means for us to do. And that, you're right, whether whether we have an idea and God says, go for it, mm-hmm. or we try something that doesn't work and say, well, that didn't work out. Let me try something else. Well, let me read you this one. We're functioning. I agree. Yep. Let me let me read you this.
1: This is First Thessalonians. I had several verses, but we're not going to have time to go through them all. But First Thessalonians 5, and there's an obscure verse. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, be joyful always. And I got this from Colossians 1 because when he gets down there and he says, you persevere and you be joyful, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, understanding what God's will is. Well, same same terminology here. "Give, Give thanks. He says the same thing, Colossians 1, about being thankful. Give thanks in all circumstances. Now watch this. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It, 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 so look at the same terminology yep. that in Colossians 1. You see these same words. being. So Colossians one, ten, he wants you to live a life worthy of the Lord, pleasing him every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance, patience, and joyfully given thanks to the Father. And so you say, well, why are you giving thanks in all circumstances? Because fulfilling God's will in your life is not going to be a bed of roses on the earth. (laughs) No, It's going to be bumpy. You're going to come up on a pond and it's bitter. And you're like, what happened to all this? You're for me. And that's Paul's whole ministry was, you know, I'm going out and I'm sharing Jesus.
0: And what happened? Bad things kept happening. Well, look at the and they started this book by saying he was an apostle by the will of the Father. And then Jesus said, what did Jesus say about that will? I tell you what, he will suffer for my name. And boy, did he ever. I yeah, mean, he did. the well, will of God in that I, situation, James, that wasn't a bed of roses. That's
1: why I think when people say, oh, the Lord is calling me to do this, and they go out there and it's not successful, and they say, well, he must not want me to do that. <laughs> well, you can't base it on that. Because everything Paul did was a disaster physically. Right. He was scarred from one end to the other. Right. Boats are sinking and uh, snakes are biting him. If he was trying to follow the signs, yeah. well, he's looks like he's demon-possessed to me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but he was doing it in the name of Jesus, and he was giving thanks in all circumstances based on the inward renewal day by day. Yeah. And I said all this. To tie in with what we said about treasures on earth and treasures in heaven you think about that passage that we read in second Corinthians. <clears throat> the process of our life physically is dying we're dying every day things are slowing down and stopping every every day well the opposite of that in christ god's will for your life is we're being strengthened every day from a spiritual perspective and you say well, why because we're preparing to live forever yeah. That's why you can be thankful in all circumstances based on the earth. You right. can be joyful cuz every day you're being strengthened a little bit cuz you have the Holy Spirit of God. Right. He's preparing you for that inheritance which is what? An existence in light and life
0: forever. Well, it's just like <clears throat> just like uh, we're and we're almost out of time. God's will we feel like brought us to do this podcast, right? But sure. it's not it's not easy. <laughs> I mean, we all have other things we're doing. It's work. I mean, we study. We but, exactly. but And we're not complaining, no, except it, me every
1: once in a while. I mean, as soon as we end, sometimes my <laughs> head just goes down and hits the table. Hey, so i got to you know get what? some sleep.
0: Uh-huh. He is doing another show. All right, we, we're out of time here, but I want to get a couple more of those verses you didn't get to, Jason, the overtime. we got a, a little bit of overtime. Remember, uh, those of you who haven't done it uh, but would like to, it's com slash unashamed. You subscribe there. You're going to get not only our overtime, but you get everything Blaze has to offer and support uh, the group that allows us to have this platform. So check it out. We'll see you on the overtime. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to blaze tv at blaze tv.com slash unashamed